Hey, I'm Notably Texan host Matt Menke, and you're about to hear a modified version of an interview that originally aired on Thursday, June 2nd, that included several examples of Leroy Parnell's music. We heard pieces of many of these songs that we're going to be talking about in this discussion, and I just wanted to point out that if you want to hear these as they're intended to be listened to, you need to check out Notably Texan weekdays from 11 to 2, which is on the air at 88.9 FM across Northeast Texas, also streaming on our site, KETR.org, where we can legally air all of the music that we would like to let you listen to. However, in the online versions, we have to kind of pare it down to just the discussion, which in and of itself is quite entertaining. Hope you enjoy I am thrilled to welcome to Notably Texan, a Texas Heritage Songwriters Association Hall of Fame member who has created tunes with Texas greats like Guy Clark. His skills on the guitar have earned him his very own signature Les Paul standard guitar model. He was Grammy nominated for his work with Flaco Jimenez. And his soulful vocals have been heard on his nine studio albums from through the years and a collaboration with Trisha Yearwood. You know, it's just not every day that we get to speak with a Texan quite as notable as Leroy Parnell, and I'm excited to welcome him. Glad to be with you today. I'm assuming that we find you in Nashville currently. We are. We're headed to Texas uh, tomorrow, but we are doing all the things you must do before you hit the road, which is many yeah. today. You know, <laughs> it's the day before, and everybody's scrambling, but we're so looking forward to this the shows that we have coming up back home. You know, we play in Texas probably at least two to one everywhere else. I mean, we we play more shows in Texas than that's by design. It's my home, and I just like it there, and I like <laughs> playing music there. Well, and you've been away uh, living there in Nashville for many years, but, uh, but you are a good old Texas boy at heart, right? Tell me a little bit about your Texas roots. I was raised on a ranch. Uh, my father had a... 3,000-acre cattle ranch in Erath County, part of this Erath County. And I was his oldest son, so I was the top hand, you know, out there, yeah. which was not easy, you know. Uh, working on a ranch is tough enough, but when your dad's your boss, it's really <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually understand where you're coming from on that. I had a little taste of that, but not quite as much as you oh, did. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I don't know very many Texans that didn't, you know. <laughs> right. Get a little taste of that had an uncle or, or had an uh, aunt that had a dairy or something, you know, where they, they've uh, learned the meaning of work. But, now it's, you know, it's my, it's my home turf. And the minute I got, you know, up, I got up here, and the minute I got up here, I was trying to figure out what to get back home. Okay. And I heard Johnny Gimble say that same thing one time. And I went, oh, I get that. So I bought a little ranch in Fredericksburg. And um, and that, to be is, you know, that was my home. That was my attempt to recreate a ranch life for myself and my family out there. But I learned too well that being on the road and being a rancher at the same time don't mix. No, I guess they wouldn't, <laughs> would it? <laughs> By the time I'd get get back to it, the, the cedars would be covering it up again, and, and here we go again. You know, well, you can't have it both that. ways, I guess. <laughs> you can't have it both. That's right. I told my dad, I said, Dad, I'm, I'm wanting to get your blessing, but I, when I grow up, I want to be a musician. And he said, Son, you can't have it both ways. You can't grow up and be a musician. Right, of course. Parents always say anyway. that, don't they? <laughs> they always say that. Or when are you going to get the good job? Right. Fort Worth gets a good job. 
Speaking of your dad, I think he kind of gave you a, a lot of early exposure to music, right? Oh, yeah. I was, you know, I was the luckiest little kid in the world, honestly. Uh, just the way it all happened, dad and Bob were raised right there and around Turkey, Texas, up there in the northwest part of the state. And so they were friends their whole lives long, you know, and they, the Wills family was really more like just uncles and cousins and brothers and sisters and all that kind of thing to us, you know, and still are, you know, I just got to plan a, I'm actually working with the Texas Playboys now. Some I just did the uh, Bob Wills days up in Turkey this last year we celebrated the 50th anniversary and believe it or not i was there when it started <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah my brother and i rob parnell who lives in austin has a blues band over there we went out there in three days we got to play with the tex the texas playboys and and it was just wonderful and they just booked another one to do it so that's the thing that's going to be i hope going on for a long time that's a heck of a way to to get a start in music is when your dad's friends with bob wills i mean not everybody can say that no i know but you know it was just as natural as could be uh to a guy like me um when i was six i sang on the radio with bob at wap radio out of fort worth uh, he had a regular show there on saturdays in the afternoons and uh it was just an impromptu thing but I guess he's he's probably at fault for all this. We can blame Bob for most of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, okay then. That's that's fair. <laughs> now I only knew two ways of life, you know, <laughs> ranching and music. Right. And neither one of them will make you any money, you know. Well, you just gotta <laughs> They both, but they're both a whole lot of fun. They both make for a good character, for sure. So They do. <laughs> now, uh, you, uh, you you dabbled in radio early, but is it true that you actually ended up uh, working in radio for a while? You know what? That is the truth. It was the only gig I ever had other than music. My daughter was getting ready to be born. Uh, she's now 37. And we needed insurance really bad. And I had a friend who was a sales um, manager over at this little AM radio station. I, I was there for six months, and my uh, sales manager came, brought me into his office after my daughter was born. He said, Leroy, how's the little girl doing? I said, she's doing great. He said, no problems? I said, not a thing. And he said, well, good, because you are the worst salesperson I have <laughs> ever met. Please go play your guitar for a living. And and let's just be friends, can we? I said, yeah, because my line that I would use when I would walk in to a, a place of business I'm trying to sell them and that was, you probably don't need this, but I'm going to show it to you anyway. <laughs> Not a good starting line. <laughs> no, I just wasn't that guy, you know. Yeah, I get it. But that was my radio thing, you know, right there, and, and um, it was – it was. They were real glad to see me leave. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I mean, for for all of our sake, I mean, I think it worked out uh, better in the long end anyway, so that you got where you needed to be. We're talking with Leroy Parnell on eighty eight nine KETR, and uh, I know this is a dangerous question because you could just talk about this uh, the rest of the interview. But uh, what are some of the things that you miss most about the Lone Star State since you've been away so long? A man ought not to have to eat Mexican food or barbecue anywhere but Texas. I mean, I wrote a song about it, you know. 
called South by Southwest. Me and Delvin McClinton, it was on my Tell the Truth album. And it talks about that specific thing. Yeah, man. For one thing, if I lived in Texas all the time, I'd weigh 300 pounds. There's just no question about it. <laughs> I Luckily, get it. I'm, I'm sitting steady at 150 over here because I only dip down there about five or six days a month. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I eat my way through Texas while I'm there. And the music and the people, and it's my natural habitat. That's the that's the easiest way I know how to tell you. You know, it's just it's it's the land from which I came, and it fed me. It's my you know I used to call it Sweet Mother Texas. We're finally home again. You know, well, I got a real affinity for my home state. Well, that's we love to hear that because you know people that are that are away sometimes we we worry that maybe you've you've lost the. Uh, the Texan in you, but that is obviously not the case oh, with you. <laughs> all you got to do is walk in my house, and I still I have a I have a condo in Austin that I keep just so I have a place in Austin. You know, but my son is my son is ten years old, and his mom lives here, and that's what keeps me here because he's a lot of my life, and uh, and so we travel back and forth. All my other kids, brothers and sisters, every single relative i got is all in texas it's just me and little jack up here and that's just for now i get it well you're always welcome back you know we'll welcome you with open arms <laughs> well that's good i belong there <laughs> well uh, your uh, last album release midnight believer was uh, back in 2017 but uh, i have heard tale mm-hmm. that you're working on material for a new album currently i'm always working on new material i write every single day well, I can't help it. It's just something I do. You know, always keeping the material coming. I, I don't, the music business has changed so much. When we did Midnight Believer, unfortunately, it didn't get the attention that it should have gotten. And it was a brilliant record. Um, really was. We got great reviews on the record and all that, but just not a lot of people heard it. You know, it takes a lot out of you when you're making a record. Because I make re- I make albums. I don't make singles. Yeah. Um, although they're telling me I might need to start thinking about that. You know, because everybody's putting out singles now, and all that. But for me, I grew up in I. You know, I was born in '56. So when I was coming up, and I was really digging in. that had been about '68, '69, '70, right there when I was really charting my course. As a as a man, you know, to go forth and and do something uh, unique and 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 new. Uh, and so when I set out on that road, everybody made albums. It was like you put on an album because it took you. It had a beginning, it had a middle, and it had an end. And the way I remember, I always listened to the album from the front to the end. But then again. You know, I'm a musician who loves great thoughts. You know, there's going to be there's going to be probably enough material right now to make a, several albums. It's just where do you take it? You know, where do you put it? Where do you go with it? It's just a little different these days. Uh, when we were coming up playing music, uh, somebody came into your house. They looked to see what kind of albums you listened to because it 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 told you what kind of who you were. Right. <laughs> That you know, is true. You walked in and you saw Ted Nugent and heavy metal all the way down the line. You might not want to invite him over for breakfast. You know, I don't know. 
That's true. <laughs> you, you don't even get to see the album covers anymore to judge people. Uh, you'd, you'd have to That's dig right. into their uh, their playlists or whatnot. But so. that Merle Haggard, go ahead and invite him over for breakfast. I've had <laughs> I've had breakfast with Merle Haggard many times, and I can tell you it's a fun experience. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Or was right. <laughs> that guy was so good to me. Wow, I I know that you have so many stories to tell about uh, about many of these uh, you know brushes with greatness uh, through your life, and honestly, I wish that we just had uh, hours to talk, man. But I know that you're on a on a short uh, leash today with uh, with your uh, upcoming tour here in Texas, and we're talking with Leroy Parnell here on eighty eight nine KETR. You uh, actually uh, na- name dropped him a minute ago, but I I believe that you are uh, pretty good buddies with fellow Texan Delbert McClinton, right? Oh, Delbert, yeah, he called me this morning of it. 745. I don't know why he thought I was up. <laughs> well, I think he's 81 years old now, right? So he's probably up yeah. at, at the crack of dawn every day. <laughs> yeah. He's, he is, he's a national treasure, if you ask me. I love his new album, but uh, that's a oh, whole other story. Um, you guys participate in a, a music cruise, I think, that he does. Oh, man, we've been doing it. I, I did the first one, man. And I've done, I think, 20, 23 of them. Wow. I think 23 of them over the years. We've got one more uh, coming up this next year. I hate to see that this time pass. I think the cruise is still going to be going, but, you know, obviously the people, the acts that have been playing on the cruise will change. And the crowds are getting younger, and that's great, man. I love playing for the – I got to say, man, I love playing for young crowds. And to see those young people, you know, coming and being and getting up to understand and love and appreciate the music that their parents came up with. I mean, you wouldn't have believed all the kids that were up in Turkey, Texas for the Bob Wills. Really? <laughs> Tons. Oh, they own it, man. They got it. They understand it. Same thing down in Macon, Georgia, with the Allen Brothers fans. No, but the kids have taken over, and it's great. They dig it. They understand. Oh, this is heavy stuff. This is great. Same thing with Merle Haggard. They're getting it. They're figuring out it ain't just the fluff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that this is the real deal, man. This is people spend their whole lives devoted to being the best whoever they are they can be. And, you know, it's not bought and paid for by RCA or whoever it is, you know, shoving it down their throat. Tell them it's something that's good. Don't get me started, boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to lose. <laughs> that's an honest man. When you find a man has got nothing to lose, he's honest. That's true. <laughs> well, it, it kind of restores no, your mean, faith in I, humanity, though, to know that the, the young people are getting into it like that. It just makes my heart sing. I tell you, I'll tell you the truth. I'm playing uh, better than I have in, I don't know, ever maybe. It's just like, I don't know. It's like when you get to a certain age, it's like you've, you know, you've proven yourself. You've been there. You've done that. And now it's all about what it was about when you first started doing it. Like back in my bedroom in high school in Stephenville, Texas, me and all these albums and a turntable and a guitar, and I figured it out. Never took a lesson in my life. I figured it out. And then I started writing my own songs, you know. And then the next thing's happened. Here you are. But when you get back, when it's all said and done, you can't become all I care about is playing Texas. And I don't really don't care about playing anywhere else, really. 
uh, Texas and making people smile. <laughs> yeah, that that feeling never goes away, right? Uh, that good feeling of, of seeing people, you know, reacting and uh, kind of getting in tune with what you're doing, right? It's so true, isn't it? And you've got to feel that, too, with your music that you play. And people depend on you. You know, they, they, they're dependent on you to throw them as much good stuff as you can get when you have opportunity. And with your uh, with a public radio, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, we are uh, definitely beautiful. excited to be able to do this format the way we do. Because uh, were I on a uh, you know any of the other radio stations around here, that would be a commercial station. We're the only listener supported station in in uh, this part of Northeast Texas. So we're really thrilled to be yeah. able to to bring an eclectic uh, mixture of music to people every day, and to be able to do these in depth interviews with uh, greats like Leroy Parnell. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because today is our one day. A summer pledge drive, and uh, oh, good. And we well, are throw some money in the direction of what you're listening, because uh, <laughs> we got to keep them going, or we'll be overrun with, uh, um, you know, you know what we'll be overrun with. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, people know the alternative out there. Uh, even if they're kind of yeah, wanting to do. go and hear the the same songs over and over, you still end up hearing a bunch of advertisements instead of any music. But uh, but I did want to uh, take an opportunity while I had you here to uh, to kind of uh, ask you what you might say to people listening about uh, putting their dollars where their ears are and and pitching in during a fundraising drive like this. I've never I, the reason I wasn't a very good salesman is probably you're going to find it. I'm here. I'm 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 shy about asking people for money, but but you're not really asking anybody for money when it comes to. NPR because you're getting something you can't get any, anywhere else and if you're listening to it at all like if you just want to grab the hourly news which is always like very comforting to me you know and you know they're not BSing you on there because they got no dog at the side so you're getting a straight dope from them and um, and it's not that much money just to kick it in and be a part of something beautiful also there's a lot of little Little nooks and crannies that they gift you and stuff like that when you when you join up and it's fun, and you're part of something better uh, than what they're offering. <laughs> I mean, there's honestly we could we could spend the whole interview just talking about this, but it, it's definitely important to to get a mention in there that uh, the, the listener support makes what you're listening to right now possible. So we hope you'll visit ketr.org and and click on the donate button. You're a professional. That sounded <laughs> a lot better than mine. Did. <laughs> well, I mean we. Each have our our niches you know so okay i do try so you don't want to hear me try to play guitar or sing so oh okay well i do that once in a while yeah <laughs> i leave that to the pros like you how did you end up uh, coming to work with uh, flaco jimenez on that fantastic catwalk instrumental oh, that you two man. did well i was first of all i was really close to doug song okay uh who was as you know and for the folks who are listening Doug Somm was, he was the most musical human being I ever knew. He played Doug Somm music, which was its own unique South Texas rock and roll, mixed in with Cajunto and uh, mixed in with uh, country, dark country, real hard country music, good stuff. I'm talking Hank Williams. I'm talking, I'm talking back where it all began. Anyway, he was just this enigma, really, of a guy. That that also you would know his head by she's about a mover. That was Sir Douglas Quintet, and way back in the Bay Area out in California, 
And that was, she's about to move up. Oh, yeah. She's about to move up. What I say, hey, hey. Okay, you know that song? That's 1965. That's Doug. That's Doug there, okay? And then he came back to Austin and caught up on the whole thing happening in Austin in 71 and then blew up. And then he had the Texas Tornadoes, of which I was a label mate with him. And he came to me to ask me to go to Europe with him and really? take Freddie's place. I'm telling you everything I know. But here's the thing. Flacco and I got very close during that time. And we were talking out when we were in Holland and Germany and different places. And said, man, we've got to make a record together. So he was buzzing through town. We had, we had nothing prepared. He shows up at the studio at 10 o'clock in the morning. My, my band showed up, and a half an hour later, we walked out with that tune to listen to. They had to go, but we had to get it done. So we did. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do better under pressure. I wanted to take the opportunity uh, while I had you here to to ask you about uh, getting to work with uh, the one and only uh, Guy Clark too. I know that uh, there's so many of these amazing Texans that you were able to to work with, but you of course uh, co-wrote uh, a, a cult favorite that was on his uh, Workbench Songs album back in 2006. That's uh, recently been covered by uh, Chris Stapleton. Uh, you co-wrote "Worry Be Gone." How, how was it to work with Guy Clark? Guy was the one. He was the one I was most afraid of. He was the one that his pen spoke to me better than anybody. Because he spoke, he spoke of the life that I grew up living. And then when, he, you know, subsequent life, I understood his point of view. So I was already in awe. When I moved up here, I heard all these people were co-writing, you know, co-writing. To me, that was like co-painting, you know. <laughs> what? Right. You know. Usually I get under the house when I'm writing or something, you know, <laughs> where nobody can find me. <laughs> and uh, But it was a thing here in Nashville. So the one I was most afraid of was Guy Clark. So that's who I wrote with first. Wow. Well, that's I brave. I <laughs> called him right up. I said, I got his number from my publisher. Called him right up. He said, sure, man. Can you be here tomorrow? I said, yeah. You know, we wrote a song that day called Too Much. And it got recorded in just about three weeks by the Pirates of the Mississippi. And I thought, this is the easiest job I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and that was the last time that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but Guy was my friend. And Guy lived only about five minutes from me. So early in the morning with Guy was something I did very often. Coffee with Guy, just as a, my friend. So on that uh, on that Worry Be Gone uh, tune, uh, I say this uh, tongue-in-cheek somewhat, but did you guys have to do any uh, special research for inspiration on Worry Be Gone? There was some research. There was some research. I believe there was some research okay. done. Now that my, if my memory serves me correctly. Right. And I'm it's right. iffy. <laughs> That's right. Understandable. It was a long you know time ago. <laughs> well, you know how that medicine will do you, you know. Right. It'll make you forget what you did. <laughs> but I certainly had nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, understood. No, no, no. I, I would not. Guy and Gary. Guy and Gary. That was terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I assume it was an honor to, to have uh, Chris Stapleton uh, covering that and kind of oh, repopularizing man, I love it. Chris. I love Chris. I'm so happy he's doing good. He's the one, man. He's the only one right now on country radio out there that's bringing it to it honest and direct from the heart.
I, I wish that he was a Texan because uh, I haven't found an excuse to to feature him so much on the show, except maybe for that uh, that cover there. I might be able to put that on, but uh, well, <laughs> just just remember, Chris would not have cut that song of ours if it hadn't been about that subject. Well, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Because he said, he said, he said, don't worry about it. It's going to make the album. Because they cut like 30 songs. <laughs> it's going to make the album because I always have to have one song to get dedicated to that. Okay. Well, there you go. It's just a rule then. <laughs> People are going, that? What is that? That? That what? What is it? Your phone's going to be ringing off the wall. Well, I, people can figure it out. You know, I, it's not my job to uh, to explain it all. It's it's up to interpretation. You know, so uh, sure. Leroy Parnell, uh, I I know that you have got uh, a lot going on. Uh, let's make sure that we talk about uh, your your shows that you are uh, gearing up to to get on the plane right now to head back and do. You got a string of oh, shows in Texas. Now. Oh, you're we're driving. driving. Okay, I ain't no cush job around. <laughs> okay, well, forgive me, but I know you're excited to get back home. <laughs> and, and uh, play these uh, t- Texas shows. Uh, can you tell me about the shows? Our first stop is in Tomball, Texas, at Main Street Crossing, which I've played many times. It's not a great big place. I don't know how many it holds, but um, we pack it every time, and that's what's important. And uh, and then that would be Friday night, and then, then Saturday night we go up to Austin, well, outside of Austin, Leander, little town of Leander. Texas, just north of Austin, and we're playing the a fair thing out there, or the city what city fest? Okay, city fest. Sorry, and uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of an early show. I think six thirty, and then um, we go up to D- Big D, Big Dallas, for our show at the Granada Theater, where we'll be joined by my friend uh, from the uh, band, the Heathens Band. Have you heard oh, of them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't stop playing them. Trevor Neyland is a keyboard player, and he's going to join us for this. I'm really good friends with those guys, and I love their music. I was talking about young bands, you know, that were bringing it honest and good. They're one of them. Without a doubt. See, a lot of things are happening good in the Americana world, brother. They're still... Lots of music to discover and beautiful lyrics being written and, and, and changes and, you know, stuff that really pulls on the human heart in Americana world. You know, it's just that country radio was so good to me in the 90s, and that's how I made my living. That's why I'm able to feed my son today. Well, um, I'd like to think that a lot of these artists are, are bringing it back, and I'm glad that you're uh, that, you know you're getting in touch with yeah these acts like Band of Heathens and so many of these other Americana folks that that are heard here on Notably Texan. That's it's so cool to hear. I bet they are, pal. I bet you're doing a good job on that. And I'm really proud to be on this radio station with you today. Well, I really am. I appreciate so much you having me on because these stations, guys, if you're listening out here, uh, you, you you do you ever hear in depth interviews with your artists? Maybe somebody you've never heard of, maybe like me, and you don't know, but you think, hmm, that's interesting. You're not going to hear that the way, you know, we're thinking about it, used to thinking about it. It's 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 public radio. That's where it's at. Well, I don't want to... Public radio is where it's at. <laughs> I don't want to have to cut anything out because you you are uh, are such a joy to talk to. But uh, it's been my honor to uh, to speak with you, oh, man. And uh, I hope that we can uh, g- uh, chat again sometime, even if you're not playing a gig in the area. Well, I do too. You call me anytime. You got my number uh, here, and make sure to give it out to all your listeners. Oh, so yeah, definitely. I can talk to them too. <laughs>
<laughs> I would never. Uh, I respect your privacy, sir, but uh, but it is, it's really uh, been a treat. And I know that people can uh, follow you on Twitter for updates. I know you posted about how excited you are to play back in Texas. And you've uh, got a website, LeroyParnell.com, where people can uh, find a lot of other stuff. And uh, But I really thank you uh, for all of this time, more than uh, we had uh, allotted here. And your insights have been, have been just a joy, Leroy. Thank you, buddy. Hey, thank Enjoy you so it. much. Break a leg on the tour and take care. Thanks so much. I'm Matt Menke. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Leroy Parnell. I wanted to point out that you might have thought, hey, this would have been a great time to hear some of these songs that Matt and Leroy were discussing in that interview, which originally aired on Thursday, June 2nd. Well, for a bunch of boring legal reasons that you're not interested in hearing about, we're not able to include those song samples here in the online version of this interview. So I highly suggest that you tune in and hear these interviews as they happen live on 88.9 KETR and streaming at KETR.org weekdays from 11 to 2. And remember that listener support makes it all happen. You can hit donate at KETR.org. Thanks for listening.